I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Just a heads up before we begin. This episode contains references to drugging, incest, sexual violence, death, and abuse. Please listen with care. On the last episode of Very Scary People, the Ken and Barbie Killers, the Metro Toronto Police began their painstaking search for the videotape evidence of Paul's crimes. As they searched, Carla worked out a plea deal for a reduced sentence for her involvement in the murders of Kristen French and Leslie Mahaffey. The search for the tapes kept coming up short, but Paul knew exactly where they were, and his lawyer, Ken Murray, got to them before the police. Two and a half years later, the videotapes were finally turned over to the authorities. Now the court had everything they needed to charge Paul with murder. It's the night of May 18, 1993 and Carla Homolka has just been arraigned on two counts of manslaughter for her involvement in the abductions and murders of Kristen French and Leslie Mahaffey. She's tossing and turning in her jail cell at Kingston Prison for Women in Ontario. It's her first night of ten years she'll be sleeping behind bars. The reality of her new future is setting in. This is the woman, once the girl, who dreamed of the good life a rewarding career as a veterinarian, a loving marriage, and exciting experiences. Now, she's gone from living in a picture-perfect pink starter home to a life restricted by four walls of cold concrete in a maximum security prison. But the culture shock isn't the only thing stirring anxiety in Carla's head. She's playing out every detail she shared with the court in exchange for her plea deal. She tells them about the two homicides, the Kristen and Leslie, and she doesn't tell them much else. But there's something else weighing heavy on her mind, the conditions of her agreement. The agreement was that if you don't tell the truth, 
if you don't tell us everything you know, then you'll be prosecuted for what we find out independently. And you may not even have a deal. Carla's been keeping a secret she can't hold on to much longer. And she knows she has to come clean on everything. If she doesn't, she may be risking many more nights confined in prison. So she thinks about what happened to her sister, which everybody at that point thinks is an accident. And she decides, I better come clean on that. After the sleepless night in jail, the very next day, she approaches her lawyer, George Walker. What she reveals shocks them. The one thing that she forgot to mention when she was talking to the police and confessing about the murders of Mahaffey and French, it, she just happened to forget that they had raped and murdered her own sister. From ID, this is Very Scary People, the Ken and Barbie Killers. I'm your host, Donnie Wahlberg. You might remember me from our first season, The Amityville Murders. And now, in this season, we're traveling to Canada, a place known for its cold beer and warm welcomes, to trace the twisted path of Paul Bernardo and Carla Homolka, a couple from Toronto that appeared loving and wholesome. The truth is, they were anything but. We'll explore how the boy and the girl next door became the killers known as Ken and Barbie. This is episode six, Tammy Amolka. By September 1994, the Metro Toronto Police were finally in possession of the crucial evidence needed to try and convict Paul Bernardo. But once those tapes came forward, then Carla was seen in an entirely different light. She was much more involved, so that just changed everything. Not only did the tapes reveal to the police the true extent of Carla's participation in the abductions and murders of Leslie Mahaffey and Kristen French, Kathy Kenzora says once the tapes were found, they eventually uncovered the truth about Tammy, too. There was videotape proving what had happened to her sister. And that's what put the pressure on Carla. Because according to Wade Hemsworth, the tapes showed there was no denying Carla's involvement. They were making videotapes of themselves having sex with Carla's sister. She knew the tapes would eventually reveal the whole truth, and she didn't want Paul to be the one to tell the police first. For the first time in almost two years, everyone finally knew the truth. Here's what really happened to Tammy. Tammy was Carla's little sister, a happy, loving little sister, you know, the kind of little sister everyone would want to have. At the time of her death, Tammy was 15 years old. She had blonde hair and a big smile, just like her two older sisters. She was just a week away from her 16th birthday. Her entire life was ahead of her. Tammy was a 10th grader at Sir Winston Churchill Secondary School in St. Catharines. She was quite the athlete. Soccer was her favorite. Tammy, her sisters, and her parents spent a lot of time together. One of their favorite things to do as a family was hang out by their backyard pool in the summer. Once Carla and Paul got together, 
and he was brought into the fold. Tammy and Paul got to know each other. At a certain point when Carla is dating Paul and he's staying there all the time or eventually moving in, he's around a lot as well. But things started to get weird, real fast. And Amy Schlossberg says Tammy was at the center of it. Paul had an unhealthy infatuation with Carla's younger sister, Tammy Homolka. Eventually, Paul's obsession grew larger than anyone could have imagined. Not long after he moved in with the Homolkas, he shared some inappropriate fantasies with Carla. And he is, according to Carla Homolka, harassing her to have um, sex with her little sister. And she's saying, no, I don't want you to. But he wouldn't drop it or take no for an answer. He wore on her slowly. Um, And Paul wanted what Paul wanted. And he was manipulative. And he knew how to get Carla to agree. We knew at this point in their relationship, he was already violent with her and could easily manipulate her into just about anything out of fear. Paul was especially fixated on Tammy's virginity. Now, Tammy was a virgin, and that was very appealing to Paul, who often criticized Carla for not being pure. And Paul began to um, convince Carla that it would be a gift to him to have Tammy's virginity, and that was important since she could not give that to him. And eventually, she did agree. So Carla wanted to make him happy, and Carla had decided that as a Christmas present to Paul, Carla was going to give Paul, her baby sister, Tammy's virginity, as a Christmas present. Here's Jim Van Allen, a retired FBI profiler who worked on Paul's case. The decision to gift Tammy Homoka's virginity to Paul Bernardo as a Christmas present shows a high level of compliance to wanting to keep him happy. Uh, And part of the manipulation on his part that she was not a virgin, she would never be a virgin for him, and that he made very important to her. So he imposed this wish on her for his benefit to try and get her to comply. Now that Carla had been convinced, she and Paul began planning to fulfill his sick wish. They concocted a plan whereby they could do it nonviolently through drugging. While she's unconscious, and um, Paul Bernardo and Carla will videotape the whole thing so they can watch it later. It's a night before Christmas Eve, so it's December 23rd. The Hamulkas had a small group of close friends and family over for an intimate Christmas party. In the home videos Paul took at the party, you can see their home was festively decorated. In the living room, there was a glimmering tree with perfectly wrapped presents at the base of it. It appeared like a normal, cheerful Christmas celebration. But behind the scenes, Carla and Paul were enacting their dark plan. Before they could follow through on their plan, Carla had one thing to do. Carla worked as a vet tech, a veterinary tech. And she obtained some halothane, which is an anesthetic used in uh, animal um, medical care in a veterinary clinic where Carla had worked. She was able to steal some of that material and bring it home. And then, the night of the Christmas party. They drank some spiked eggnog, and they seemed to be having a good time. 
and Carla slipped halothane into Tammy's drink. So Tammy was getting extremely inebriated with the, the, you know, the effect of drugs and alcohol. Not only did Carla agree to videotape the assault of her younger sister, she provided the drugs to make it possible to. While Tammy appeared outwardly intoxicated, her parents, Dorothy and Carl, assumed she would just sleep it off. When the party was over, Dorothy, Carl, and the middle sister, Lori, went to bed in their rooms. Tammy was still awake and agreed to join Paul and Carla in their basement bedroom, thinking they would end the night watching a movie together. Once the three of them made it down into the basement, Paul and Carla were able to begin carrying out the next phase of their plan. Carla held down her own sister with the sedative on a towel on her face because they were afraid that she would wake up during the assault. She was so concerned that Tammy would wake up that she doubled down. Carla put more halothane on a rag and put it over Tammy's face to cause further sedation. That's when the sexual violence began. And Paul wasn't the only perpetrator. So when Tammy became unconscious, then they started assaulting her, both Carla and Paul. And while she was in this deep sleep, he raped her. She raped her. They videotaped her. Paul and Carla continued to mercilessly attack Tammy until they were confronted with the unexpected. Tammy started coughing and vomiting. They decided to stop the assault at that point. They then put her down somewhere where she proceeded to vomit and choke on her vomit, and she died. They realized she was dead. But then they took some precautions to cover their tracks. They then removed all of her clothes, changed her clothing, cleaned her up, and put her in bed and made it look as if she had died of natural causes during the evening. They called 911, and when first responders arrived on the scene... Unfortunately, it was too late. She was presumed dead on arrival. And by the time they took her to the hospital, the worst-case scenario was confirmed. Tammy Hamolka died December 24, 1990, just a week before her 16th birthday, at the hands of Paul Bernardo and her sister, Coroner's office deemed it a, a natural death because they did find vomit in her system, but they had no idea that she had been drugged. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. 
LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. After Tammy's death was ruled accidental, Paul and Carla had seemingly got away with their horrific crimes. Publicly, they acted strange in the aftermath of her death, planning their wedding, arguing with Carla's parents about paying for it, telling friends how it felt unfair Tammy's funeral would overshadow their big day. Privately, they acted strange too. I don't know that they caused her death deliberately. They certainly caused it selfishly and carelessly, and, and treated it cavalierly afterward. They proceeded to go on with their lives after an earth-shattering tragedy. When the tapes came to light, police saw that not long after Tammy's death, they continued enacting deranged fantasies involving Tammy. Paul Hunter saw the tapes and remembers them vividly. Shortly after Tammy dies, parents go off to get away from it all, leaving the home in control of Carla and her nice, you know, fiancé, Paul. So we're sitting there one day in the, in the court, and they play this to us. This is one of their sex videos they were making. This is on the spot where Tammy died. She's just been buried. Paul's lying there naked. Carla walks in with a long-stemmed rose and drapes it down his body. What came next on the home video got even more twisted. And she says, we'll take this to Tammy's grave and we'll put it on her grave. And I've got something else for you, she says. And she walks off screen. Cut, walks back on screen. Cut, making a movie. Cut, this is for their fun and, and thrill. And she has a pair of Tammy's panties and she drags them down his body. And then she says, let's go upstairs. Cut. Cut. They walk into Tammy's bedroom. Carla's now dressed in Tammy's schoolgirl outfit. Bernardo is still naked, and she starts doing things to Bernardo, while Bernardo is holding up an 8x10 picture of Tammy, staring at it while Carla's having her way with him. What Paul Hunter saw on that home video made something very clear. Carla had changed her tune about her husband's obsession with Tammy. Even after Tammy died, she continued to accept and support his fantasy. 
this was her little sister. It is one of the parts of the case that I think is still hard to understand. Why Carla Homolka ever got to the point where she agreed to let Paul Bernardo assault her little sister. Why she felt that was okay. There's been speculation that she did it out of jealousy, that Paul was obsessed with her and she wanted to get her sister back for it. Again, speculation, who knows? Regardless, there is no explanation. There is no rational explanation. But your mind wants to try to find one as to why she would allow him to do that to her little sister. But it was an inevitable reality. With Carla's confession came a circumstance no family would ever think they'd be in. She was terrified that her family would find out that it was her fault that her sister had died. Law enforcement still needed to confirm Carla's story. Here's Jim again. They videotaped the drugging and sexual assault of Tammy Homoka. But there was no visual evidence of Tammy's death. Not a lot of the dying sequence is on the video, but we rely on other sources of information for that. The coroners were called upon to assist in confirming the true cause of Tammy's death. Kathy remembers what they found. Tammy's body was exhumed, and they discovered that she had actually died after being drugged. It took exhuming Tammy's remains to discover how she really died. But it's hard not to think that had Tammy's death been more thoroughly investigated, Paul and Carla would have been sentenced to prison, potentially stopping them from committing more horrific attacks. And maybe Leslie and Kristen could have still been alive today. When Tammy was exhumed, the real nature of her death wasn't the only thing the coroners discovered. Paul and Carla left something for Tammy when she was laid to rest at Victoria Lawn Cemetery. Paul and Carla put a letter in, a letter each in her coffin that they assumed no one would ever read, but because she was exhumed, people read the letter. While covering Paul's trial, Kathy heard the letter read out loud. It's not like it's a confession, but it's eerie to hear or listen to the words when, you know, it was read out what was in the letter about, you know, being sorry for what had happened and Paul Bernardo saying, you know, I failed you and that kind of stuff. After Tammy was exhumed and further investigation into the cause of her death was confirmed on top of Carla's confession, Paul was in even more trouble than before. Here's John Rosen. Paul's lawyer. So because of her revelation, Paul gets another charge added on, which is uh, Tammy Himolka. But Carla participated in Tammy's death, too. And although Carla had already struck her plea deal in the murders of Leslie and Kristen, she now faced further consequences. And they decide because they bought her as a witness that they're going to keep her. And they just increase the price. And the price is she'll plead to the manslaughter on Tammy and she'll get an extra two years. So her global sentence will be 12. Five plus five plus two. You heard that right. Only two extra years for drugging, sexually assaulting, and ultimately killing her own sister. But again, 
All the courts and the police had on her when they finalized Carla's deal was her word. The videotape evidence had yet to be found. Had the tape surfaced sooner, Mary believes Carla's fate would have been very different. Had they been able to see the true involvement of Carla Hamolka in these heinous crimes, they would never have given her a 12-year deal. And so, again, just another of a laundry list of mistakes that was made by law enforcement in this case. Missteps or not, that July, Carla's case was closed. There was no going back on the deal. Twelve years and Carla would be free to live life, for the most part, as she did before. And Amy says that, in and of itself, caused a nationwide stir. I think that's what horrified the public the most, is that this emerged, but it was too late. Carla couldn't be held more culpable than she already had been. Carla Homolka got her day in court, but Paul was still awaiting his, and the evidence was clear. Paul with Carla as his co-conspirator, sexually assaulted Tammy and kidnapped and abused Leslie Mahaffey and Kristen French. But there's one thing the tapes didn't show. They weren't snuff films. The homicides themselves, the actual killing was not captured on the video. But everyone knew, of course, that you were listening to the last minutes in the lives of, of these young women. So, the question remained. Because the, the videos did not show the actual killing, the question was still left open as to who did it. It was Carla's word against Paul's and up to the court to decide. Next, on the final episode of Very Scary People, The Ken and Barbie Killers. Paul's trial begins in May 1995, and it's a spectacle to say the least. Knowing the tapes will be played for the jury, people are camping outside the courthouse. It was clear to me that Paul Bernardo was the executive producer, director, head writer, lead actor. He was calling the shots. His notorious crimes leave him facing multiple charges. And the prosecution is counting on Carla's long-awaited and promised testimony to seal his fate. She would point at him in court and say, he did it. He killed those other two girls. I feel sorry about my sister, but he made me do it with the sister. He beat me up, so I had to rape my own sister. Put him in jail for longer than me. Very Scary People. The Ken and Barbie Killers is hosted by me, Donnie Wahlberg. It's a production of ID in collaboration with Neon Hum Media and is based on an original series created by CNN executive producer Nancy Duffy. At CNN, our senior producer is Sabina Ryman. Our producer is Allison O'Brien and our associate producer is Michael Reyes. From ID, our executive producer is Jessica Lowther. From Neon Hum Media, our executive producer is Jonathan Hirsch. Cooper Mall is our producer, and our associate producer is Zoe Colkin. Our editor is Stephanie Serrano. Samantha Allison is our production manager. Our fact checker is Catherine Newham. Josh Hahn is our mix engineer. 
theme and original music composed by Asha Ivanovich. <laughs>